So I'm reading from New King James Version, Psalm 32, verse 1. Blessed is he who, whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groanings all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. For this cause everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters they shall not come near him. Verse 7, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with the songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like a horse or like a mule which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Verse 10, many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice your righteous and shout for joy all you upright in heart. Just want to turn your attention to verse 7. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with the songs of deliverance. So here we see the man of God, the psalmist, is telling three things, three things which are very important for our living on this earth. Number one, he says, you are my hiding place. You are my hiding place. Number two, you shall preserve me from trouble. Number three, you shall surround me with songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place want all of you to listen to me. You are my hiding place. You preserved me from all my trouble and you gave a song of deliverance in my mouth. Hiding place. How many of you played hide and seek? Yes? All of you? Some of you are lying. You not played hide and seek? Yes? So almost all of us played hide and seek. It is good to play, you know, at this age. You know, why don't you just go home and play along with your children? Hide somewhere, go and then ask them to find out where you are. So hide and seek is a good game. Now here God is talking about another game, another play, another game, hide and seek. And scripture says, he is our hiding place. And who is the seeker there? Who is trying to seek us? Satan, the devil, is trying to seek us. And God is a hiding place where we can go and hide ourselves so that the enemy cannot find us. Psalm 17 verse 8 says, Psalm 17 8, Keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me under the shadow of your wings. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. You know, most of the time when we go through difficulty as we live on this earth, God is saying, I am your hiding place. My son, my daughter, you come to me, I will hide you. I will keep you safe. I will preserve you. I will protect you. I will be with you. 
I will make sure that Satan is not finding you. You know, you and I need a hiding place. Otherwise, it is very difficult for us to live in this earth. The hiding place is nobody other than our Lord Jesus Christ. In the moment trouble strikes us, moment difficulties come on our way, we need to go to the presence of our living God and we need to ask him, Lord, hide me. Lord, protect me. I'm going through so much of difficulty, Lord. I'm going through so much of pain. Lord, I'm going through so much of sickness in my body. I need to be hidden. You know, most of the time, troubles come on our way when we are available for the attack of the enemy. The enemy comes and throws darts, fiery darts in our lives towards us. And he will see, at times we will get discouraged and we will leave everything and walk away. But no, Psalm is saying, you are my hiding place. We need to keep our Lord God as our hiding place. And secondly, he says, you shall preserve me from trouble. You know, I was just thinking these scriptures, as the scriptures were running in my mind a couple of days. I was thinking, what is meant by preservation? We all know, you know, how to make some of the foods. And we add preservative to that food. Why do we add preservative? For flavor? No. Then for what? For taste? No. We'll make sure this food will not get spoiled. If we do not add preservative, the food will not last forever, right? Some of us like pickles, right? So a lot of preservatives are added to the pickles. So that our Indian pickle, our, 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 our own pickle. So, you know, most of the time, these foods remain healthy or good for a long time because of the preservative. You know, mostly when God says, I will preserve you from trouble, he is preserving us not for today, but for tomorrow. He is preserving us maybe for the week to come. He is preserving us for the coming months and coming days and coming years in our lives. You know, today you and I are preserved because we are found worthy. Do you think anybody will add preservative to a food which nobody likes? No. We add preservative to the food which everyone likes. Everyone come and visit that food every morning and evening, right? Some of our parents, they try to, you know, hide the food, but then children are very clever. They will go and they will find the food somehow. And the next day you come and see, only half the tray will be there. That remaining half is already emptied. So children are very clever, right? But we try to preserve the food. God is saying that I am preserving you, not for today, but for tomorrow, but for the, those coming days. You know, we are found worthy in his sight. That's the reason God wants to preserve us. We are preserved because we are found so precious in the sight of God. You know, God is preserving us for future. You know, you and I are worth living in this world for God. You and I need to continue to live in this world for God. You know, that's the reason God is preserving us. Most of the time we don't know, we don't realize the power of preservation that God has for each and every one of us. You know, sometimes when we go through the difficulty, sometimes when we are challenged, that's the time we'll receive the power of preservation. Psalm 34 verse 17 says, Psalm 34 17, the righteous cry out, and the Lord, and the Lord heard, hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. You know, God is a good preserver. He preserves us. Now, I just want to share with uh, you an uh, uh, incident took place in the life of a man of God. We all know a man of God by name John Hagee. He has a church by name Cornerstone Church. 
in San Antonio in Texas. Now when he started his ministry in San Antonio in the early uh, ministry time in his life, an incident took place that clearly tells you the power of God, the preservative power of God, how God preserves us as the scripture says. One day as he was doing his Bible study, it was a Wednesday evening, it was a real story which took place, you can Google it and you will find that there. Wednesday evening he was doing his Bible study and he was just preaching in the same position where I am today and he was preaching to a group, big group of people in the Bible study. A man entered into the church with a loaded gun in his hand and he came running to Pastor John Hagee, the senior pastor there and he, is, uh, he was standing and sharing the word and he was conducting the Bible study. And he came howling like a wild animal. He came running towards Pastor John Hagee and he was just standing there eight to ten feet away from where Pastor was. And he stood there and he pointed the gun. It was loaded with six pistols and he was loaded, he pointed the gun towards him. And he said, I'm going to count one, two, three. And I'm going to shoot right on you. And all that you need to do is you just kneel down and cry for your life. I want to see whether your God is saving you or not. And Pastor John Hagee said, I'm not going to do that. I know I have been preaching this word for many years. And I know the God whom I preach. And I know he is able to deliver me. Because his scripture says, he preserves me. And you just do whatever you want. And he told again, I'm going to shoot at you right away. And I'm going to count one to three. And I'm just going to, if you want to spare your life, just kneel down and pray to him. And again, Hagee said, I'm not going to do it. I know my God can preserve me. And he started counting one, two, and he didn't even wait for three. And he just shot straight on him. And he shot all six. And by the grace of God, mercy of God, nothing touched him. Nothing touched him. All got deviated, diverted. And that man ran out of the church screaming and he just went out and eventually he was caught by the police and they put him in prison for this crime and eventually he was handed over to a psychiatrist and he told he told he will take him to the village and he will treat him and not very later very soon one fine morning he went to his backyard he found the tallest tree and on the tallest tree he hangs himself and he died this man of God, even he is preaching today. He is well alive and preaching today. You know, scripture says, our God is the God who preserves us. Psalm 32, as we read in verse 7, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. When scripture says that God will preserve us from trouble, it is real. It is so true. God will preserve you from trouble. When we trust in him, he is able to preserve us. Finally, he says, I put a song of deliverance in your mouth. Song of deliverance. I was thinking about the song of deliverance. You know, some of us are going through trouble and difficulty in our lives. But you know what? You go to the kitchen and start cooking something. There is a song which comes in your mind. You are so troubled. Your mind is so troubled. But there is a song that God wants you to sing. Have you experienced that? Can I see a, wit see a witness? Yes. 
praise God. You know, there are times when we go through difficulties. There is a song that comes in our mouth. That's nothing but that's a song of deliverance. You know, God wants you to sing that song out loud. Let the devil hear that song because that's a song of deliverance. That tells you that God is taking you out of a bondage. God is bringing you out of a time of trouble because God is walking you towards deliverance. You know, I just very well remember the song Moses and his whole company sang when God brought them out of Egypt. So if we have time, I just want you to turn quickly to Exodus chapter 15. I don't want to read the entire chapter, but just go through a couple of scriptures there. Exodus chapter 15. Here the word of God says, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke saying, just listen to a couple of lines here. I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. You know, that was a song of deliverance. The Lord is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him my father's God, and I will exalt him. Then Moses says, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army has cast down, he has cast down into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the sea, in the Red Sea. The depths have covered, you know, it goes on and on. He started singing. And you know what, a little later, verse 21, and Miriam, Aaron's sister, she joined with the, in, the, in the singing and she started singing, sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider has thrown into the sea. You know, our God is a God who gives us the song of deliverance. Psalm 51 verse 11 says, Psalm 51 11. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you means God. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. You protect them. You keep them safe. And what is the outcome of it? A song of joy. A shout of joy. You know, our God is a God who protects us. Our God is a God who preserves us. He's our deliverer. He's our strength. He's our hiding place. And this evening God is telling you and me that we don't need to be afraid of anything in this world. As long as you put your trust in him. As long as you know where to run and find shelter. As long as you have faith in God. Our God is a God who delivers us. Just reading the story with this I would, just like, I would like to close. I was reading about a believer by name Frederick Nolan. Some of you might be knowing this story. Who was fleeing from his enemies during a time of persecution in North America. Followed by them over the hill and over the valley. He couldn't find any hiding place to hide. He thought he is just about to be fallen in the hands of the enemy and get killed. So he got totally exhausted and he saw a cave in the wayside. And he thought probably he can find shelter inside the cave. And he was expecting his enemy is going to find him soon. And he was just waiting for his death inside the cave. And as he was waiting 
thinking that he may die at any moment, a little small spider came out. And that spider came out and it was weaving its nest net quickly across the entrance of the cave. Within a few minutes, the little bug or the little spider had woven a very beautiful web across the mouth of the cave. The mouth of the cave is covered with a very beautiful web, spider web. The persecutors, they arrived. They thought Nolan would have just got into this cave. And they came and they were looking for, seeking for Nolan there. But they thought they saw an unbroken or unmangled spider web in the entrance of the cave. And they realized nobody can go inside the cave because the spider web is there. Nobody can enter into the cave. If somebody would have entered into the cave, the net would have been broken. The web would have been broken. So they thought nobody is here inside the cave. Then they just went on, on and searching for Nolan. And they went far, very far. And Nolan just slowly removed the spider web and he came out of the cave. And with great exclamation, with great shout of joy, this is what he said. Where God is, a spider's web is like a wall. Where God is not, a wall is like a spider web. Where God is, a spider web is like a strong wall. But where God is not, even a big thick wall is like a spider web. You know, God can change the perception of our enemy in a fraction of a second. You know, God can protect us if the enemy is trying to do something against us. God can protect us if we are thinking that we are in great danger. God can change anything quickly, so quickly. We need to have trust in God. God wants us to believe in him. God wants us to move forward without, you know, without any fear. This evening, God is telling us that you and I need to trust in him because he is our hiding place. Because he is our preserver from our trouble. And he puts the song of deliverance in our heart. So that we are able to sing that song of deliverance. And moment we sing the song of, song of deliverance. And there comes the victory. There comes the delivery.